It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. friends, and welcome to the World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? I am doing great on this Monday. So, yeah, um, got an interesting show lined up uh, today, don't we? Yeah, well, you know, we, we, we adhere to the old 80-20 rule, the Pareto rule, that uh, we talk about the positive stuff about 80% of the time, leaving about 20% of the time to cover negative possibilities about the future. Usually we got, you know, we got a pretty rosy view of, uh, of how things are going to be, but all of the accelerating technology, all of the new capabilities that we talk about on the show have a potential downside. There is... Well, I would say it's even more than a potential, Phil. I, I would say that every, every technology has its downside, but we do it anyway yes. because it has more of an upside than a downside, right? So uh, Exactly, yeah. We, uh, yeah we, I think we take our two steps forward and, and our one step back, and then we stick, but that means we keep moving forward. You know? so, that's <laughs> right. right, that's right. I, I, guess, I guess when I say capabilities have a potential downside, it's because it's all in how people decide to use them, right? That's um, right, the, that's right. Uh, the, and, and they will some of them will will take them in a bad direction. So so tonight's show is risky business and we're just going to talk about kind of different but sort of related risks and how technology is enhancing them and enabling them and uh, yeah it's kind of a grab bag of, of bad things that uh, that 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 we're up against. But this first one this caught my attention just because of the of the scale of it. The the story is a Lithuanian fisher tricked two big U.S. tech companies into wiring him $100 million. And if you, if you read the story, um, this, is, this is taken from a court brief or court, uh, some description of a um, court case. The Fisher has been caught, so that's good. Um, yeah. But we don't know who the companies that were, were scammed for such a large amount of money are. You know, $100 million, that, that is a significant amount of money to be taken in by an email scam, isn't it? Well, and the fact that it's a tech company, I mean, what hope do the rest of us have if they're going to be so stupid, right? I mean, right. It, and the thing is, they probably weren't stupid. It was this just a very, uh, 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 you know, it was a good scam in a, in a way. 
You know, there's also a warning in this to hackers, right? I mean, uh, the the old phrase "pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered" applies to this guy. He, the hundred million dollars, uh, you know, was such a big, such a big amount of money that he stole that uh, his chances of getting away with it probably diminished. You know, when you're you get you get too far oh, above a uh, million dollars, uh, you're gonna uh, you really put a target on yourself. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's true. Well, you know what? I, I was kind of looking at it from the other side. I was thinking about this. Well, if fishers are going after, it is suggested in the story that these companies may have been Apple or someone like Apple or Google or someone might go, like Google might have been the companies that were that were taken advantage of there. If if these scammers, these thieves are going after people like them, maybe people like us are at less risk now, right? Because we're, we're just. I, 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 I doubt that's the case at all. I, yeah. I, I had a experience this last week because the first time I'd ever used Western Union to send anybody money, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and so you know, you, I, I I didn't know quite how to do it, and so you know, I, I first called the destination. I said, no, no, you got to go to a location near you, and then the person who needs the money will come to us. Okay, and I, okay, right. can't do it over the phone. Okay, uh, yeah, so I go point. In. Yeah. It's point to point. So I, I go into a point that's near me, and you know, and there's a kiosk, and I sit down and do what I need to do there. But, I mean, throughout the process, they're constantly warning, do you really know the person that you're sending this to? <laughs> Apparently, with, you know, I mean, uh, and, you know, before you hit this, I mean, it's, you know, that's <laughs> warning number four. This is, uh, you know, uh, this makes it, uh, uh, you can't do anything about it after you click here. So apparently, I mean, Western Union is the uh, preferred method by which uh, uh, people are scammed. Uh, or, you know, that it just uh, happens so much that it's, you know, kind of built into their system to warn people, you know, about this. You know, never send money to people you don't know, that kind of thing. So anyway, I, I guess there's other, other ways of going about getting people, uh, separating people from their money. Uh, you know, credit cards are just, you know, identity theft, uh, lots of things. But uh, uh, Western Union uh, obviously has been used. Because yeah, well, <laughs> there's lots of wars built in now. It seems like even in the old days of the of the con artists, right, the grifters, the people who would confront someone on the street or, or get to know someone in the real world, that somehow Western yeah. Union was often involved in, uh, yeah. in, in 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 people separating other people from their money. So I, I guess they've, you know, they, they've entered the 21st century in a big way, you know, this, which is, I guess, essentially really what these, um, these are. These are confidence games of some, some kind or other, these phishing scams, right? They, right. you know, they, one way or another, they, um, they, they gain your confidence and, and you think, well, okay, well, here we go. I've, you know, I've got every reason to, uh, to send money to, this individual or this entity, and then your money's gone, right? That, that's 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 what happens, and they take they take so many different forms. And what's one thing that's interesting is uh, a body of knowledge builds up around this that sometimes isn't even true or helpful. There was this thing going around a few weeks ago about how if you pick up a call and somebody says, "Can you hear me?" Hang up immediately because they're going to record you saying yes, and then that's going to be used to uh, I don't know activate you know your bank account or something like that. That one sounded so strange to me, and I kept seeing it everywhere. You know, I finally I, uh, I went to Snopes, and there was a pretty good analysis of this. And it's like, well, you know, there's probably is some potential harm they can do with recording your voice, but there's no known way that you know somebody can just go in and take over your account just by 
getting a, a snatch of your of your voice saying yes. So it's like there's there's all this risk out here, but there's also this kind of uh, I don't know almost urban legend hysteria that develops around these things. So yeah, it's like it's like you have to be careful, but you also have to be careful that you're not you know driving yourself crazy or wearing yourself to death. I guess there's a there's there's an interesting line we have to walk around these things, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um, I, I would say also with texting, um, you know, if if you are uh, there's the, the risk with texting is texting is that you are not texting with a person who uh, that you think you are. Uh, that's yeah. the possibility because you're not hearing their voice. Uh, so um, you know, occasionally if uh, if if I'm trading, you know, the good thing about texting is you've got a written record, you know, which I like to have sometimes when I'm uh, you know. Uh, doing some business, but uh, you know, other times, uh, you know, I'll, 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 in the middle of a, a you know, exchanging texts, say, um, I will often make a phone call just to confirm that I'm talking with the person that, uh, uh, if it's important business, I'll, that I'm uh, talking with the person that uh, I think I am, or texting with the person I think I am. So, yeah, there's, I mean, you just have to be careful, I guess. As you know, um, our technology is uh, allows us to do things so much more efficiently, including scam each other. And, right. Uh, uh, we just have to you have to be careful. Be careful. Yeah. And, and we've built up a good knowledge generally. You, you know, if you yeah. get something from, you know, in broken English from someone in a foreign country, you know, often right, Nigeria. Right. It used to, traditionally was Nigeria, but it can be just about anywhere. Um, you know, with some weird backstory and, and some offer, you know, you just, you don't even look at those, right? Obviously that's... No, no. If it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. You know? but, but, the, you know? but the other thing we've learned is any email I get that references an account I have that says yeah. I need to log into it, I just trash those. Because right. if I need to log into an account, I will, right? Um, I'll go. I'll go to the uh, browser and I will log. I will use my login, right? I will never follow a link that I receive in some email to get into something right. like that. And that, you know, that's and, that, and the IRS, the IRS never sends you an email. Uh, IRS oh. never phone calls you. You know, yeah. you, you never get. You will never get a phone call or receive an email from the IRS. The uh, you will you will receive a paper uh, letter. From the, by way of the U.S. mail, uh, right. if, you, if the IRS is contacting you, this happens. Uh, this is you know uh, happened enough in, in my area that uh, you know I have I've had people come to my office and say, look, I, you know I've got this phone call. So, you know it's the IRS saying that they need me to do such and such. Uh, uh, do you handle that kind of work? No, I don't. But you are being scammed, sir. Yeah. Um, the phone. You know the, it, it, the IRS does not reach out to people that way. That is not you know so. Don't don't allow yourself to be taken in. Take it from me. They send letters. What they do yeah. is they send you a letter. That's that's, that's right. how the IRS gets a hold of you. Um, yeah. but the first time I got one of those calls. And, I, and they said I would get in trouble if I didn't call back. Don't call back. It's not, yeah, whatever you do. Yeah. Not them. You know, if you're concerned enough, you know, you know, go to your go to the go speak with the uh, local office of thing. You know, sit down with somebody at, that's IRS. But uh, nothing. But it's not them. I promise you. And uh, what's what's interesting about that is just the appearance of authority, the appearance of legitimacy, which probably swings it back to this Lithuanian story, can be so powerful. You know, you get an email and it looks like it's from Google and they say, oh, you need to log in and change your email password. I mean, there was a time 
that people would have gotten that and go, oh, okay, here, let me just Google is my friend and, you know, <laughs> they're telling yeah. me I need to do that, right? Uh, PayPal wants me to uh, update my bank account information. Let me just follow this link and, and, and go do that. Well, you get a call and it's the IRS and they say you're in trouble. You can see where that would have had a, an immediate attention getting uh, yeah. impact on people. Uh, to the point, though, I mean, where it's once you're convinced, you're convinced. Because you hear about these stories where the, the IRS, quote-unquote, was telling people that they needed to uh, go to Target and buy a bunch of gift cards and send them to them to pay off their, their debt. And it's just like, does that really sound like, you know, the way the IRS would... <laughs> We'll do that? No, yeah. no. But uh, you know, once you, yeah, once you're convinced, you've gone. You they take you little baby steps along the way until you're you know you're completely you know uh, taken in, and uh, then they can tell you whatever at that point. So yeah, uh, I guess I guess it just it goes back to the X Files, right? Trust no one. That's that's about. Right, I guess so. Well, uh, trust but verify, maybe. Uh, that's okay. the, uh, Well, that's nicer. Uh, that's the, old, that's the old Ronald Reagan quote. Yeah, there, yeah. So. yeah. That, that, that makes that makes more sense. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. We've got uh, we've got other risks that we want to look at. Fishing uh, has gone nowhere. I guess that's you know it looks like the the brightest days for the phishing scammers lie ahead as they as they move into what is this ten figures uh, deals here. Although they are getting caught, so that's that's good news. New app lets you find strangers on Facebook just by taking their picture. So you go out in the world. Uh, you see a pretty face, you take a photo on your smartphone, and then you can take that photo, upload it onto the site, and it will find that individual on Facebook. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to, you know, question asked here. Is this really an invasion of privacy? Is this a creepy thing? Is there anything wrong with this, really? What's, what's, what's uh, the big you deal? asked two different questions there. Is it an invasion of privacy? Is it a creepy thing? Um, if you're out in public, uh, you know, the, traditionally in, under the law, you, you know, you have a limited to no expectation of privacy when you're out in public. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you know, you do, you do things, you do, uh, you wouldn't do some things in public that you would do in private, of course, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you just don't. I'll speak for uh, yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, you know, the Phil's, you know, <laughs> shaving in the mall, you know. Anyway, uh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, you just, and so you don't have the same expectation of privacy. But I'll bet you, Phil, that, uh, you know, when you're walking around, you, you're not expecting strangers to immediately be able to know who you are, though. Right. So, uh, you know, you had, uh, you know, so traditionally you had no expectation of privacy in public, but I think you did. I think you did. Right. I think people have have expectations of privacy. Maybe not protected under the law, but you have this expectation that hey, I can I can walk through without being identified by complete strangers. Right. Um, it, it's an so, expectation of anonymity. I don't even know if it's the same yeah. thing as privacy exactly. It's just of you know, there's too many people in the world for anyone basically for people to generally know who I am. Yeah, if I'm right. if I'm walking around in a public place, and now that you know that's gone. Right. I mean. Or it's going fast. Well, and and so they, you know, they can they can look you up. I, you know, I, I think at some point uh, these social uh, social media uh, sites will have to begin to uh, respond to this in ways that uh, will they they won't want to respond to it in ways. In, in other words, you know, if uh, basically to to make it impossible for people to do things like this. 
this. Because if they don't, then I think uh, lots of people will simply abandon these sites. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they, they, they want their expectation of anonymity, right? Uh, and, yes, it's creepy. It's 100% creepy. There's no, you know, it is, uh, this, is, this, this tool is the stalker's friend. It really is. And, it is, uh, and and the other thing that it occurred to me was that if you if you take this one in conjunction with the first story about phishing, it seems like this kind of technology enables a much more I don't know personalized approach to trying to con people, to trying to scam people, because you you, you have this way into you, you know you can you can pick marks in the real world and then and then start connecting with them in the electronic world it, just, it, it creates it creates a connection that i don't even know how i can't i can't think of the scenario but it just seems potentially as empowering to people who want to do bad things and stalking is a really good example but well, i bet there it's not you know um it's I, and i don't know a real legitimate uh, i don't know you know most tools have you know and there's upsides and there's downsides i don't know a proper uh, reason that I need to know the identity of everybody around me. Right. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't need to know that. And why, right. why would I need to know that if I'm walking through a mall? I, do I need, do I really need to know every single person around me? Um, and, you know, and I realize that you have to proactively use it, but, uh, you know, I could see this being turned into something that, uh, you know, you attach it to Google Glass or something or some tool like that. And uh, literally it does it for everybody around you. It pings everybody and knows what, you know, everybody is. I don't know why, you know, why I would need to know that. Uh, uh, but uh, that's, that's what we're talking about here. What if, uh, remember the, uh, the story, I don't know if this, uh, this tool ever actually came about, but it was, uh, you know, that it was Yelp for people. Remember that creepy thing? Oh yeah. 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 What if you combine these two things? I mean, where, you know, you can figure out who the perfect stranger is and then, and then, uh, and then consult something like that to find out, you know, um, as much as you can about them, about that. Or even if you want to, you know, if it's somebody, you know, that cuts you off in traffic or something, you uh, you, you put in a negative review or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Person. The fact that yeah. I can identify this person on the street, now I have the power to basically destroy their reputation, right, or right. harass them in a, a, a completely new way, make life difficult for them in a... In, in a completely new way, yeah. I, I think I think the more you look at it, um, the potential for abuse is it's there. It's there with it's, the, mu- the it's much higher than anything legitimate. Yeah, uh, actually, legitimate. it's it's not even potential for abuse, as you said. There's, it's hard to imagine a legitimate use for this. I guess if you happen to be taking a photo while something bad is happening, you can identify witnesses to something bad that occurred, right? I mean, yeah. the, the, there, there could be those kinds of things. You met somebody, you took their picture, you forgot to get their name, and you can look it up that way. I mean, so there, there are these, like, fringe legitimate cases, <laughs> but they, you know, but they sound like friends, well, right? I mean, they sound yeah, like... Yeah, and, and here's another fringe legitimate case, a situation where everybody's opt-in. You know, it's, uh, it's speed yeah. dating, but, uh, but actually just, you know, just a night at the bar kind of thing. You know, nothing right. formal. And so everybody that walks in this bar is opting in to everybody else there at that bar so that everybody knows where, who everybody is. And, uh, you know, it speeds up the, uh, um, you know, breaks the ice a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Usually you don't. 
usually. Yeah. Is. Although you would and think for for something like that, there would be a registration, and that would be managed yeah, by its yeah. own walled garden app or something, rather than exactly. This. So that no one outside that room is part of the deal, and right. uh, and so you know, so occasionally something like that would happen. But even there, I think you'd be opening yourself up for potential problems, right? But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, but it, you know, at least then you've you've opted in and you're you're part of the you know you've you've invited it right. So um, I, I just can't imagine um, you know you know because you had the nerve to be a person in the 21st century uh, you're you've opted in. I, I don't think so. No. Um, this, this this sort of stuff has to be shut down. Actually, I, I would say. I think so. I think so. Okay, and then finally, we're going we're gonna to look at a completely different kind of risk here. The story is called What's the Harm? The Body Count of Pseudoscience. And this is, this is the risk that I think we're all increasingly up against just of having bad knowledge in our heads, right, of, of believing things that aren't true to our potential detriment. The examples used here are concerning science, um, pseudoscience and, and really sad examples about you know populations in the world that have completely erroneous ideas about AIDS um, or the really dangerous ideas that people have about uh, genetically modified foods and you know what kinds of quote unquote risks are associated with those and it really does add up to a substantial body count I mean the, the headline is not an exaggeration in this case sadly when, when we talk about the fact that there is a, you know, misperception about vaccines, that there's just a lot of misinformation about the benefits of being vaccinated from disease, and the stats here are that 3 million people die every year from vaccine-preventable diseases, and that the number could actually be going up as more vaccines are developed, but this strong resistance that people have to being vaccinated continues to increase. Or they, or they talk about the fact that um, as many as 8 million kids have died from vitamin A deficiency in a world where we now have the, the ability to easily grow rice that can make, make up for that deficiency. We've got kids going blind. We've got kids dying all over the world when they could be eating golden rice, and it would be preventing blindness and death. Um, right. That's pretty staggering. And, and you see all the anti-GMO stuff. I got a lot of friends on Facebook who post this anti-GMO stuff. And I don't, you know, it's just one of those things I just skip. You know, sometimes I ignore the post. I, it's not like I'm going to get in an argument or, or a debate every time I see it. But it's very prominent. There's, there's oh, yeah. This, and, it's, and it's prominent um, in the communities that I often, you know, uh, appeal to in the show. You know, I mean, yeah. even some of the... Uh, you know, even some of the groups that, uh, you know, um, I'm a member of in Facebook because I, I like these kind of topics that we talk about, mm -hmm. uh, there is a substantial portion of these communities. And so, hey, if you're in this audience, uh, where I'm talking to you guys, uh, yeah. that, that uh, buy into this uh, anti-vaccination stuff and anti-GMO uh, anti stuff. You know, uh, it's, it's, and, and you guys are the very people that will, will tell us that, uh, you know, uh, science has settled on climate change. And, hey, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I, I accept anthropomorphic climate change. But, guys, you know, you know read up on, the fact, on, on what's going on with uh, vaccination and, uh, and, and, genetically mo and, and the good that genetically modified foods could do, um, including not just, uh, you know, uh, uh, kids going blind in Asia, but also kids starving in Africa. 
um, there there are uh, genetically modified foods uh, that could help take care of that that countries in Africa will not accept while their people are starving. So right. Uh, right. ignorance has a huge body count. And we've seen and talked about stories in the past where there have been circumstances where we know that governments, and it seems like this was in Africa too, have been highly opposed to bringing in malaria vaccines and uh, other other vaccines. It's just it just boggles the mind, doesn't it? That people, you've got a population that is, in some cases, desperate for help, very much needs the help, and they can't get the help, not because of any real roadblock to receiving it, but just because of what amounts to superstitious dread, you know, an irrational fear of a technology that, for all we know, based on the best knowledge we have, is beneficial, right? It can only do good. I mean, it prime or can mostly do good. Um, can do enough good that it's that it's worth whatever tiny risks might be involved. And I've not heard of any real risks around golden rice, if the, if yeah. there are any at all. You know, there, there there are probably some outlier cases where even a malaria oh. vaccine has some downsides for some people. But uh, well, know. genetically modified foods just scares the scares the crap out of a lot of people. But here's the thing we need to understand. There's not a thing that we eat that hasn't been genetically modified by humans for tens of thousands of years and and, and by way of just, you know, husbandry, you know. I mean, just breeding plants to, you know, I mean, the wheat that we eat is nothing like anything that ever grew wild. We, we, you know, we have bred this stuff to, to produce enough to make it worth our while. Uh, it was barely worth our while to, while to our Stone Age predecessors who began, you know, just gathering it in the wild, and and uh, and but and we've made it made it our own by way of breeding. Well, when you breed something, you're you're basically doing a scattershot, you know, willy nilly approach to uh, changing genetics in that in that thing. And sometimes right. you may be changing some some things for the good, and sometimes for the bad. You don't know. You're just you're just uh, trial and error there but uh with with genetically modified uh with, with the tools that allow us to genetically modify something we're changing one little thing you know tweaking something in one way or another maybe so that you don't have to use as much pesticide which hey that's a good thing you right. know or um you know or in the case of uh, golden rice to tweak it in some way to to add vitamin a which has never been in rice before to rice so uh so that people don't go blind Particularly children, right? So yeah. that's um, uh, you know that's what we're talking about, and um, and we know exactly what we're doing. We're not uh, we're not just hoping for the best as we did when we were just breeding it. Before. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the 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 most troubling part about this these stories is in this case, um, in the stories we're looking at here, the scammer is the government for a lot of these yeah. people. You know, it's the government saying. Um, we're not going to accept any. We will not accept this aid in the form of genetically modified food. Or the, the story of, in yeah. South Africa, where they just sort of denied that AIDS existed for years. Right? I mean, to, you know, the ridiculous um, um, position that that they took as a government. And even even in our country, you know, there there's the uh, ongoing debate about climate change. But if you if you don't want to get into that one, you look at how erroneous the information that our government has given us around nutrition over the years and yeah. how slow they have been to uh, to get caught up on that. So it's not just that we as individuals can have bad ideas. It's that 
authorities seem to latch on to the really dangerous uh, misconceptions at times and make them official. And that's where, that's where some real damage can occur. How, how long were we told that uh, sugar was fine, but fat was the, was the thing that was making us fat, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, since the early 70s, pretty and much all my life. Somebody um, and, was, and, I, can't, I can't remember what it was, but somebody was p- posting something uh, from a couple weeks ago. It was a big government-related study, and it was still they were coming down hard on salt. They were coming down hard on saturated fat. And it was like, you know, the, <laughs> this is stuff that there's been subsequent research, and we actually know the facts now, and you guys need to get caught up, right? And um, yeah, really. so, far, so far they haven't. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's, there's so much momentum behind uh, the old thinking that uh, – uh, it's it's taking forever for for these these you know our institutions to get called up you know uh, but there's, because there's there's institutional knowledge once basically once you train a doctor mm-hmm. and you put them out in the field you know they 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 are going to uh, you know uh, have some continuing education along the way but not a lot right um, yeah. You, um, you know, not not at the same level they had when they were in medical school. So you basically, you know, that person is a minted doctor from then on, and what they know is what they know. And uh, and for for the next forty years, uh, that's that's they're going to be operating on that knowledge. And so there's there's some of that going on. Um, I'm I'm just apologizing to a lot of doctors right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, is, I'm not, I, I, <laughs> that's I'm not, a pretty I'm not saying anything bad about doctors. I'm saying that. That's hey, lawyers I'm, maybe I'm, okay, but yeah. you know some doctors are going to call in and say, "Hey, well, that's, that's, that's not a professional." Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's tr- it's true that you, you get some templates, and that's how you and that's how you work. It it it, it, yeah. it applies across the board, and and in this case, yeah. it's just really unfortunate when new knowledge comes along, and it could. Uh, it, it could make a huge difference. So, look, oh, gosh, we're out of time, but what's, yeah. what's the bottom line here? Don't trust your email, um, don't trust your government, and don't show your face in public, and I think you should be fine, right? <laughs> well, you see, that you've, got, and you've got to do all those things, and so right. what you've got to do is do those things, but carefully, and, uh, you know, just uh, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of the information you're receiving, and try to, um, try to trust but verify, right? So Trust but verify. The risks... The risks are real, so be careful out there. And we'll be back on Wednesday with the new show. It's going to be the other side of the Pareto analysis for the rest of the week for those who found, found this to be a bit of a Debbie Downer. We're, we, we've got uh, fun topics coming up uh, on our archive shows and for the rest of the week. Great talking with you, Stephen. Great being with you all, and we will be back with a brand-new show on Wednesday. And until next time, live to see it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.